get. I could totally hear you pee. So but good thing I didn't try talking during that. Oh really? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And the flush. <laughs> yep. All right. That will be the opening of the episode. Um, to the Star Wars skinny. Or we give you're the skinny on all things Star Wars right after we get skinny. I'm here with Buddy. Uh, what did you do to get skinny? I think you, you worked today, didn't you? Yeah, I worked this morning, and it's a lot of physical labor. So I'll call that my my uh, workout for the day. Right. Well, a lot of help you were in helping me get skinny, but good work on your end. <laughs> uh, I, I did a little bit more shuffling and ice picking, but uh, I think it wasn't enough to warrant a full skinny. So I'm going to have to play some Beat Saber later. I'll be singing some Lady Gaga in the voice of Cad Bane uh, if I can get that impression down by the end of this episode. So today we are here to talk about Cad Bane. I'm here with Buddy. Uh, We're going to talk about his Clone Wars appearances, which that's where he debuted. He had some comic appearances in there, which we were talking before we started recording. It's a little confusing on what comic appearances are legends versus canon. It's all one big story. They're not impactful stories, so... Just let's say they happened or that they didn't. It doesn't really matter. But I think it tells a little bit about his character, and it's a, kind of a cool backstory. So let's just assume it's all. They're never going to tell a Cad Bane origin story. For for the viewers, er, viewers, uh, listeners, though, like, so what would be, like, when did he become a character, and what comics are legends and what are canon, and, how, like, how does that work? Yeah, I was trying to avoid that hard discussion because it's complicated, but I think it, it's not that complicated. Really, Disney bought Star Wars in like 2012. Things came official years after. So I think like there was like a date in 2014 or 2015 where Disney's like, anything after this date is canon. Anything we put out, whether it's a comic book, a TV show, a movie, that's the canon that we're going to work with. We're going to make sure all of our stories fit within that continuity. And we're going to include anything that George Lucas had a hand in before 2015. So that includes all the movies, the first six movies, and that includes the Clone Wars. So Cad Bane originated in the Clone Wars. So Cad Bane was always canon. So when he shows up, spoilers, when he shows up in recent Star Wars material, like the Bad Batch and uh, the Book of Boba Fett, he was already a part of the universe. They didn't pull him from Legends to canon. But... Since he debuted in the Clone Wars, which came out in 2008, there were comic books written about him that didn't necessarily have George Lucas's blessing. So those kind of fall into that Legends category. So from 2008 to 2015, any comic that was made about him or appearance in a book is all Legends. Yeah. But if he was in the TV show, like Clone Wars, um, up until 2015, that is still canon? Yep. And I've read those, and we'll talk about them today, and they don't contradict anything that they've done in canon. So I'm going to treat it all as one big story. That's the way that I like to look at Star Wars. Like, legends are kind of just stories that have, like, anything Star Wars. They're just stories from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So the legend stuff may be less credible. Maybe this happened. Maybe it didn't. It's the legend that exists in the galaxy. Uh, The canon stuff, you can take with a little bit more credibility that that actually happened. Like, that's That's how I like to think about it. Yeah, that's kind of cool because like it's it's like a, oh it could be true, it could not be true. Yeah, but there's yeah, always a little a truth in legends. It's a weird way of looking at it, but yeah. So we're gonna talk about first of all just kind of his backstory, which most of this is very legendsy. Um, but then talk about how he became the greatest bounty hunter in the galaxy, and how, how we see him in the Clone Wars doing these big crazy jobs, and then how we get to see seventy year old Cad Bane. Uh, 
walk really slowly and be menacing in the Book of Boba Fett. Spoiler alerts ahead. The Star Wars skinny will be discussing Cad Bane's appearances in The Clone Wars in great detail. For for the majority of The Clone Wars, though, like, they're not... For, like, The Clone Wars as a whole, it's not a big spoiler. It's just about the little arcs in between. Also, spoilers for two episodes of The Bad Batch. I try to keep this one pretty high level as well, but he was a big part of, like, the mid-season finale, so there's something there. And also... Definitely big-time spoilers for The Book of Boba Fett. If you have not seen any of these shows or are not comfortable with hearing spoilers for them, please turn this episode off and come back later. Thank you very much. Yeah, I will say the, there was a reason I wanted to be on this podcast specifically is because from the Clone Wars on, it was this this character is, like, awesome. Like, it was, I think it was him and uh, Embo. Uh, oh, the, the guy with the Frisbee hat? Yep, in the Clone Wars that, like... Literally every time they're on the screen, it was like, oh, I'm invested this episode. Like, it was so cool. Other than, like, obviously, Anakin and Obi-Wan and, and Ahsoka and all, like, and Maul. God, yeah. I almost forgot about Maul. Um, like, other than those characters, like, it was Cad Bane and it was Ambo. Like, you knew something was happening. So, and yeah, Hondo, I guess. That's so. what I was going to say. Like, that's what the Clone Wars did great. Like, they started you with this great foundation of characters that you know from the movies. Anakin, Obi-Wan, Yoda, Padme. And then they start you off the Clone Wars movie and the Clone Wars show. You get introduced to Ahsoka, Captain Rex. Then you get these guest appearances from Hondo and Cad Bane and all these other bounty hunters and everyone else that has uh, more minor roles in galactic history. But they all kind of form this big ensemble that, hey, we might have just an arc of the Clone Wars that's all about Cad Bane and Obi-Wan. Or we might have this arc that's all about uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO. It kind of gives them this big universe of characters that they can just tell whatever story they want, which was really fun. It was even, like, this is even unrelated to, like, Cad Bane or a specific character in general. But, like, you you go from the movies, like, speaking of, like, Bosk, like, you have the Trandoshans and the Clone Wars did a great job of, like, taking these characters that we know and showing more of, like, their species and um, where they come from and, like, why this character would be important to see in a movie. And, like, I don't know, you kind of get to see, like, where they come from and stuff like that. And I thought that was always, like, really cool about the cartoons and the the animated shows and stuff like that. So Yeah, like, there were 20-minute episodes. They were quick, but, like, they could do a lot of, like, world building and stuff that enhances, like, the full Star Wars story. Like, people always say, like, I hated the prequels, but then I watched the Clone Wars. And then you really start to appreciate, like, Anakin and Padme's relationship and Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship more. You get to learn about the world, the relationships, and then, yeah, like, the histories of... There's this one lizard bounty hunter Bosk that appears in Empire Strikes Back. He's never in anything else. But you get the backstory of his species. You get stories with Bosk in the Clone Wars. And you can kind of take that with you when you watch the movies again. Yeah. Well, I mean, the prime example is Ahsoka. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Ahsoka was like has never been in the movies. And I even saw like a tweet. It was like, imagine like not watching the Clone Wars and just seeing Ahsoka show up in a show. And how confused are you going to be? Like, there's so much like story of ahsoka in clone wars and rebels and like she's one of the most beloved characters in star wars now and it's all because of the clone wars and rebels like that is crazy yeah i I don't know how confused people were like we watched the mandalorian with our dad and he hadn't seen the clone wars yet and he saw ahsoka and he got 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 the gist but it's like people who know that full history it's like 10 times more exciting for them like josie when we watched that episode with josie she's like jumping up and down like oh my gosh oh my gosh like it means so much to people to like see characters that they've seen, like that they've, 
I'd say grown up with. I know you and Josie didn't watch the Clone Wars when you were young, but um, yeah, yeah, no, for no, a lot it's... of people, it was like that though. Yeah, so I didn't watch when I was young either. I was only a couple years ahead of you, and then I begged you and begged you, and said you gotta <laughs> watch the tunes, the tunes. <laughs> All right, should we get into our episode? Yes. All right, I'll put the toothpick in. <laughs> See how much I mumble with this uh, toothpick in my mouth, and tell me if this is a good Cad Bane impression. I don't know if it is. It's getting better, but I still think it's you not got perfect. A deeper, deeper okay. voice. Yeah, I'll only do it when there's like a Cad Bane quote. How about I'll I'll do this in a normal voice. I'll take the toothpick out until then. Yeah. All right, <laughs> that works. That's <laughs> for the best. All right, so Cad Bane is a Duros male bounty hunter. So the Duros species, we saw them in original Star Wars. They're like in the cantina. Uh, they're just making weird noises with their lips just in the corner for like a split second. Uh, and he was considered the best bounty hunter in the galaxy, at least after Jango Fett died in Attack of the Clones. Was Jango, inf- was Jango classified as a bounty hunter? I thought he was just like the <laughs> the guy that they... like. Oh, yeah. Bounty- he, was a, he was the biggest bounty hunter in the galaxy. The question really is, was he a Mandalorian or not? That's what oh, we could okay. argue about for for probably hours. But since technically he's not like... A Mandalorian. I think he there in later stories he might have been a foundling Mandalorian, similar to like Din Djarin the Mandalorian. So I think what they're pushing in the book of Boba Fett is like any, anyone can wear the mask, just like like a Spider Verse. Like Boba's a Mandalorian because his father was a foundling. Like if you want to be a Mandalorian, you can be a Mandalorian. Like if you're accepted into the the ways, into the way, not the ways. This is the way. This is the way. Uh, so Cad Bane, his inf- infamacy grew. Uh, or his infamy grew during the Clone Wars where he made a name for himself doing things like bombing the Senate building, breaking into the Jedi Temple, and attempting to assassinate or kidnap uh, Chancellor Palpatine. He had red eyes, blue skin, a lipless mouth, which he has no lips in that mouth. That's why we can see his teeth so clearly. Uh, And he usually wore like a big cowboy hat and a toothpick. Uh, He didn't care what his job was as long as he got paid. So whether he was working for the Sith the huts, the Kaminoans, like he was working for some bad dudes in the galaxy, but he didn't care. He's like, yeah, as long as you pay me good money, I'll get the job done. Which I, I've talked about this in my Boba Fett comics episodes, but he's very similar to Boba Fett in that fact. But like Boba also at times is like not going to risk his life for a job. Like he says this in the book of Boba Fett, like I'm tired of our kind dying because of the idiocy of others. Like Cad Bane is willing to do those dangerous jobs. So it's a miracle that he survived to age 70. Yeah. Or seventy one or whatever he ended up being. That is, it's a cool aspect to his character, though I think, and it's like one of those like things that you can respect about somebody. Is like, oh, I'm I'm going to get my bread. Like, yeah, I'll do whatever it takes. Like, he's a bad dude, and he probably like has so much money because he's taking all these big jobs, but he just keeps working. Obviously, he's still bounty hunting at the time of the Book of Boba Fett. So, whoever uh, whoever has a uh, whoever. <laughs> Whoever's in his will, probably that little droid Toto 360 is uh, (laughs) rolling in it right now. Uh, All right. So Cad Bane, he preferred working alone or with his droid sidekick, Toto 360, as I mentioned, but he has worked with a crew in the past. He's very quick on the draw. Uh, He's won all of his showdowns in his day. That's how he's still alive. He's the fastest Um, gunslinger. Oh, he has to be. Like, we've seen him at least four times throughout all of canon, like in these like quick draw duels and he he wins every single one he, he sure loves those western standoffs oh yeah no i said that last episode but it's yeah. true i think he he yeah tries to make uh his encounters end that way see he, he knows that's his uh, specialty 
Uh, he's has many gadgets and we'll talk about how he got some of these gadgets, but that his gadgets really help him fight Jedi. So think about his rocket jet boots, his whip cord, flamethrower, similar things that Mandalorians have because Mandalorians, I think we talked about this one in one of our episodes is that Mandalorians were really built to fight Jedi. Like back in the old wars, it was Mandalorians versus Jedi. That's why they're always jumping around because they don't want to get cut with a lightsaber. That's why they have jetpacks and stuff like that. Oh, longer range weapons. Yeah. Which is like, that's what Jangle Fett was trying to do when Mace Windu was charging at him. Like he tried to launch the jetpack, but it like malfunctioned and that's how he was taken out. So like, that's the real reason that they adapted like that is because they were always at war with the Jedi. That's cool. Which again, that's all legends information, but it's starting (laughs) to come back a little bit in the Mandalorian because when the armor is there, she's like, it's a, part of an ancient order of sorcerers called Jedi who fought with the Mandalorians or something like that. Like, yeah. You want to take, you want me to take this child to our enemy? This is the way. Well, cause even, I think she said like there used to be one Mandalorian that was a Jedi, right? Yeah. No, he was the one who had the dark saber first. Tar Vizsla. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to so, be a fun story. If we ever get to see that play out. Do you know how that story goes? Is it like that, that Jedi had to like leave the order and that's how like, we the... do not, know Beef a lot between of the, details. the two that was that concept was introduced in rebels which that's also yeah that that's canon that <laughs> had george lucas's hand in it or dave filoni's hand during the disney era kind of a little little bit of both but yeah that story was told in rebels and then we heard kind of a similar story in mando and the book of boba fett so it's really just yeah there was a jedi long ago that had the dark saber that's really all we know at this point all right so other weapons that Cad Bane had, he had LL-30 blaster pistols, he had knockout gas, electro gauntlets, and breathing tubes, which, on the breathing tubes, apparently they're to survive force chokes and work in harsh environments. So, like, if he's in, like, a poisonous environment, those help him filter out the air better or something like that. Or if his windpipe is getting crushed by a Jedi, that's allowing <laughs> air to get to his lungs. So, huh. that's interesting. It's like yeah. two extra windpipes. That can't be crushed. I guess if a Jedi knew what they were doing, he could like, crush all three of them. But yeah, it makes it more likely that he'll survive incidents where he's force choked. Uh, if he's stabbed in the gut, he's probably still dead. Just a hypothetical. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, no, no reason. I no, yeah, yeah <laughs> keeping it spoiler free here. Uh, behind the scenes, uh, Filoni wanted a bounty hunter for the Clone Wars. He dug into the drafts of Lucas's like original trilogy, and he found concept art of like this gun-toting spacer with a big hat. I don't know if he was an alien Duros or anything like that, or if he had a toothpick in his mouth. But he's like, oh, a cowboy bounty hunter that could be cool. Uh, Bane was imagined to be like an in-universe equivalent of Lee Van Cleef, who was a character from uh, The Good, Bad, and the Ugly, or the actor that played a character in The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. The toothpick was originally going to be a cigarette. Uh, but, you know, kids show. Yeah. Probably shouldn't. They already had smoking from, like, Job of the Hut and Zero of the Hut. But, yeah, we didn't need a, another character that smoked. Did they really? Yeah. In the Clone Wars movie, Zero of the, Zero of the Hut is, is smoking something. Oh, I so, had no idea. Yeah. Star Wars is for kids. <laughs> uh, Zero of the Hut and Dooku's actor. So, Corey Burton, which I think that's what we talked about really recently. Wow, you've done two episodes with me back to back. Look at that. Yes. Well, uh, back to back. You had one no, one. I did my comic episode. Yeah, yeah. Right. Zero the Hut and Dooku's actor Corey Burton. He was the voice uh, for all four seasons of the Clone Wars. He came, or his four seasons of the Clone Wars. There were seven seasons total. Um, then when he came back in the Bad Batch, that was Corey Burton. And now when he's back in the Book of Boba Fett, that is also Corey Burton. So this guy, he's been doing Cad Bane's voice since two thousand eight, two thousand nine. 
the voice, but like I said in the last episode, it was a stunt double that was yes portraying Cad Bane. So yeah, and it sounded like yeah, like the mouth movements and all that was done by like it wasn't CGI. Like obviously they probably had to do a little CGI touch up, but like that's kind of why they redesigned the face. I'm hearing is that they're like yeah, we want to be able to have a guy that can like sneer like Cad Bane would. Like otherwise the Duros have like weird facial structures where the mouth is like on his chin kinda. So mm-hmm. they wanted to be able to. Have the sneers, isn't that calling the stiffling slimy? That one was pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Getting better. So Cad Bane's early life, he grew up on New Tyana, it was a space city orbiting the planet Duro, because nobody lived on the planet because it was super polluted. Uh, he and his buddy Supan, they were low-level bounty hunters on their like home city, on their home space station. So they were. I don't know how, how you can be a bounty hunter locally. Like, wouldn't you get found out and thrown in jail? But um, I don't know. Supan, that sounds familiar. Was he in Clone Wars 2 or no? No. no. I oh. think this was from a comic or something. Oh. But there might have been... There was Sugi. There was one of the bounty hunters. It was Embo, Sugi, and that, like, robot guy. Oh, okay. In that episode where they're all fighting Hondo. That was a fun one. Yeah. Aunt Sugi. Uh, she was like a Zabrak with Darth Maul horns, but more skin-toned. Oh, yep. 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 Uh, to make a name for himself, he left his home and his buddy to go find and kill a Jedi. Because he's like, if I'm going to be a big-time bounty hunter, i got to be able to take down a Jedi. So he heads to Coruscant. There's this gangster in Coruscant that hires him to catch a Jedi. Uh, it turns out this dude wasn't a Jedi. He was using gadgets to fake it. Bane learned this, let the Jedi go back to the gangster, killed him. Uh, the, the Jedi imposter killed the gangster. And then Bane swoops down and says, like, yeah, I know all your tricks. And he counters everything, beats him. This was in that, that magazine story. Then he's like, "Yeah, how do you how did you build those gadgets? <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to know how you're doing force chokes and how you're how you're appearing to do all these Jedi things." And that's kind of how he built his armory of of weapons, like we talked about, like the rip the whip cord, the um, is that I, his, I his boots? His boots are awesome. Like the... Yeah, it's like he saw this guy like doing like a big force jump. He's like, "Oh, like, I'm gonna get this Jedi," and then he realized as he was watching, I'm like, "Oh, those are just rocket boots. That's interesting." So. That was uh, an interesting thing in the the book of Boba Fett. Like, I feel like they have panned down to his boots like a couple times and like made it obvious that like he had gadgets there and like they were. I don't know. It was cool. Yeah, I don't know if he had the rocket boots on. I don't know how helpful it would have been on a sand planet of Tatooine. Like, if they were like in a different location, I'm sure they would have been like, "Oh yeah, let's get Cad Bane's rocket boots in here so that he can jump around." But since it was kind of they're shooting in the volume, they've got like this flat surface in every shot of the Mandalorian in the Book of Boba Fett it seems like so there wasn't really any need for rocket boots but it would have been cool to watch Boba Fett and Cad Bane like fighting in midair just dangling from cords <laughs> I'd like to see <laughs> yeah. that behind the scenes maybe that yeah. was a cut scene that we'll, we'll get to see later <laughs> um, so then he lets this guy go so he doesn't kill him he just gets all of, all of his gear learns how he made like magnetic grapples rocket boots gas emitters I think the gas emitter is imitating uh, mimicking the the force choke, so like I think in one scene of the Clone Wars, he sprays Obi Wan with like some gas, and Obi Wan starts choking. So, so Bane becomes known for defeating and killing Jedi. He's like the Jedi killer bounty hunter, and that really boosts his credibility in the world. He stays independent rather than joining like the Bounty Hunters Guild. So we've heard about that in the Mandalorian, but even back in the day, there was a Bounty Hunters Guild and they had like Boba, Bosk, Dengar. This is in the the Legends continuity. But... So. You said Jedi killer though. So, what are there any like notable Jedi's that he's like hunted not, down and killed? Not that I could find. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, 
but he's known for it. <laughs> but there, he's never killed any notable Jedi. I think there's there's one story that is over like four kids books that I summarized just by reading Wikipedia, and he's fighting Jedi in that. But it's kids books, so I don't think those main characters are dying. So you, you can compare him to uh, um, in Rebels, like an Inquisitor, like hunting down like Jedi, like that are left and. Yeah, that's actually really interesting because we don't see him in Rebels at all. I said we saw him in the Clone Wars and we saw him in the Book of Boba Fett. We we see like a I think Sabine at one point does like a painting of Cad Bane, but like he's not really operating during the Rebels timeline, or at least not with our characters that we we know from that timeline. So maybe be, yeah. that's because the Inquisitors kind of replaced him. Like he was the Jedi hunter, and now we have professional Jedi hunters. The Jedi are like a dying species now, so he's not really able to flex that muscle. Yeah. That could be it. Or he just like moved on and off to bigger and better things. He, he retired know. with all that money. And yeah. then he, he finally ran out of money, so he had to get the job with the Pikes 30 years later. Yeah. yeah. Are you afraid of your small fortune running out before you die? Contact your financial advisor about annuities, now with guaranteed lifetime income. Toodaloo! Uh, so he wasn't in the bounty hunters guild he liked to mess with the guild he like would poach their bounties so other bounty hunters ended up hating him this could be part of the reason why boba and cad bane have a history if boba was part of this guild but i doubt that's the full story that's that's his early life and then we can start jumping into some of the stories that he's that he uh, appears in so the first let me get my paper in order the first story that we're going to talk about comes from a canon Darth Maul comic book. It was like a five-issue miniseries all about Darth Maul. It was really fun. So if you're a big Darth Maul fan, like Buddy here, maybe you should read that. I don't know. It's kind of a fun story about Darth Maul. There's like a Jedi Padawan that has been captured by someone, and he's like, oh, I want to get this Jedi Padawan and kill her. Like, he hasn't killed a Jedi yet, and he's got like this lust for blood, and he wants to kill a Jedi. He wants to be full Sith. Um, and Cad Bane tags along for that, for part of it. Um, so without spoiling everything that happens, Maul's like getting beat down by thugs on the hunt for a Jedi. Cad Bane kind of steps in and saves him along with Aura Singh, that like bald, like really white skinned bounty hunter that mm-hmm. has like sniper rifle. I think we see her in the Phantom Menace, like during the pot race, like it pans oh. over and she's like sitting on a ledge. Okay. Um, and then you'd think it'd be the other way around that like Cad Bane's in trouble and Darth Maul comes and saves Yeah. Him. I'm guessing it's just a story thing. Like they're like, how can we get Cad Bane in here? Oh, let's just have Maul be overrun by thugs. Maul probably could have gotten out of it, but Cad Bane swoops in and saves the day. Maul hires these bounty hunters to stick around for this mission. The reason that Maul hired him is like he's going to kill a Jedi and then he's going to blame it on this Jedi killer bounty hunter. At, in the end, is I think Maul's motivation in here because he doesn't want Sidious to find out that he's been killing Jedi on the side. Because at this point, this is before the prequels, really. So like. The Sith are still a secret. Like they're not out yet. It's the Phantom Menace. They're they're still yes. in the shadows. So Maul wants to kill Jedi, but he's been instructed not to because they haven't revealed themselves yet. So he's planning on just framing Cad Bane for this once he's done. Oh, Those, okay. Because yeah, Cad Bane already has a reputation of killing Jedi. Yes, at this point. Which okay. I guess I skipped over all those stories because those stories don't really exist. From like no one actually has written those stories. Oh, okay. So Maul brings this whole bounty hunter crew to a slave auction. Like this, there's this lady that's selling. Pe- yeah, it's like a slave auction. It's it's terrible. Again, slavery is a big issue in the Star Wars galaxy. So Maul is going full serial killer. He's obsessed with killing this Padawan. They aren't. They don't have enough money to win this auction. So they kind of figure out who's going to win the auction, and they go hide in their ship. 
they they kill or knock out the guys that that won the auction for the girl and then they they take her so they leave in this, this guy's ship and then the slave auction lady shoots down their ship onto a planet because this was her plan all along get a bunch of people to bid on this jedi padawan and then once this padawan crashes on this planet then get more money to like hey you want this is your entry fee to go hunt her on this planet so it was like a a con from the uh the slave master lady that idea in general like like baffles me of like in star wars like you could get your ship shot down and yeah hey let's shoot down this ship and have it fall to a planet a random planet it's like no that whoever's inside that ship that's just falling like you're gonna die like how yeah, did, I think how did in this one, and Finn survive? And was it was that one episode seven? Oh yeah, in episode like, seven when possible? they're in a little tie, like those tie fighters are so flimsy, they should have died in that. But, yeah, yeah, whatever. This this I think they did have some BS explanation about how the explosives were placed so that the charge would go out instead of in, so that the ship would stay intact, but they'd have to land something dumb, huh. but a way to say like, yeah, we knew this Jedi was going to survive. I don't know. But anyways, now they're on this planet with with this Jedi Padawan. Maul gets his big duel with her, and I, I guess I am going to spoil this comic book, but uh, it goes the way that Maul wants, um, and uh, the bounty hunters kind of leave because all these other people show up, and Cad Bane's like, all right, well, let's find the coolest ship here. They find, like, a weak way ship, so, like, Hondo species, and he's like, okay, they've, they've probably got good loot. Let's steal their ship, and then they fly off with the loot and leave Darth Maul in the dust. So maybe there's a world where Cad Bane and Darth Maul have some beef. So maybe in that uh, Darth Maul animated series that that's been rumored, maybe even Ooh. announced that Crimson Dawn series, uh, maybe Cad Bane could show up in that, and maybe they'd have beef. I don't know. I didn't know that that was even a. a maybe show. that's maybe that's me falling into fake news, but I feel like there was an announcement that like the next animated series, probably after whenever the Bad Batch finishes up, if it's after season two or season three, the next thing is going to be a Crimson Dawn, Darth Maul, Kira focused thing. Misinformation alert. The TV show Crimson Dawn is just a rumor at this point. It has not been confirmed by Lucasfilm. Yeah, I was just going to say it's probably going to be around Kira. or Yeah, Kira's been showing up a lot lately in the comics. Everyone thought she was going to show up in the Book of Boba Fett. It's probably yeah. just we're going to get nuggets of her until she gets her animated series. I saw that. I'd be okay with that. Amelia Clark. Yeah, she's great. Come, come on, Amber. Mm-hmm. Except not her coat, though. Her dogskin coat. Yeah, I that behind <laughs> <laughs> misinformation alert Amelia Clark does not own a dogskin coat to my knowledge I was speaking about the character Kira Kira owns a dogskin coat go watch the good doggos of Star Wars episode with Josie earlier in the Star Wars skinny feed alright so that's the Darth Maul story alright so the next set of stories I'm calling it the Sidious trilogy it's just three stories about Darth Sidious hiring Bane uh, I don't know where this stuff appears this might have been that UK comic book that is Legends now but at some point Sidious hires Bane to follow a Jedi and a Padawan and their clones to the planet Kainaki uh, Bane tricks the clones into yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sorry you, you got it uh, Bane tricks the clones into rescuing him from his own droids so kind of tricks the clones into thinking he's on their side and then he manipulates this Padawan into breaking into prison with him because the Jedi Master was captured by the same droids that had Cad Bane. Again, I didn't read these books, so I'm just kind of summarizing. The Wikipedia article on this sucked. So sorry to whoever wrote this, but it was like one big run-on sentence. It was garbage. <laughs> uh, Bane starts blasting to keep the Padawan busy uh, in the prison. So like he outs them in the prison. The guards are coming after him. And then he runs and finds this Jedi Master and like 
knocks him out, hides him away. And then, so yeah, I found the Jedi's lightsaber and gives it to the Padawan, but he's like, I didn't find him. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I found the Jedi's lightsaber, but I couldn't find him. That, that one was pretty bad. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so then once the Jedi's gone, he takes like a stasis pod with the other Jedi out. He breaks this guy out of prison and then delivers this Jedi effectively to Sidious. I think he gives it to Ventress and gets paid. Um, Bane knows that the Padawan's heading somewhere, so he plants Robo. You remember Robo Nino? Robinino? He was like uh, a little duck looking bounty hunter in some of the Clone Wars episodes. Like he was a slicer, like he would get into doors for him. This maybe, character. Maybe. Yeah. I he sends know. this character to be a spy with a local pirate gang. Yada, yada, yada. Sidious hires him again to buy an asteroid base from a hut. The hut won't sell, so Bane kills her. That's all I got from that second story. And then the the third part of the Sidious trilogy is Sidious hires Bane to help the same captured Jedi find a Chiss escape pod. So Chiss, that's Thrawn species. So I think both of these Jedi were Chiss. It's just really interesting that there are Chiss Jedi if they're supposed to be from like the unknown regions outside of our galaxy. That is sweet, though. Yeah, so I kind of want to read these books, actually. Uh, Can't wait till Thrawn comes to live action. Oh, I know, and there's been so many rumors lately about who's going to play him. Things are ramping up. Ahsoka must be next year. Must be. Yeah. Uh, they, okay, so they're after this Chiss escape pod. So Bane is working for Sidious, and I guess so is this Jedi. So maybe this Jedi's been twisted by Dooku and Sidious and Ventress at this point. I don't know. They break it out from a Jedi lab, and then the Padawan shows up. And then Bane just pits the Jedi and his former master against each other and then dips. So I don't know what Sidious was after. I think maybe Sidious was after this Chiss escape pod. That would be in line with what Sidious has been up to, like in the Thrawn books. He's really interested in Thrawn. That's kind of why he hires him. And gives him the job of Grand Admiral because he's like, I want to learn about outside the out, the unknown regions. I want to learn all about it because... The Outer Rim? Is that right? It's outside the Outer Rim. Oh. Beyond the Rishi Maze. Outside the Outer Rim. <laughs> Them corners. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, okay, where was I going with that? So Sidious is really interested in... Thrawn's galaxy because there could be threats coming from Thrawn's galaxy. He wants to be able to defend his galaxy. Like he owns the entire like Star Wars universe or galaxy at this point. Like he's the head of the emperor. Jesus. He's the head of the empire. So he (laughs) is just worried about outside threats and he wants to learn kind of the foresee things that go on in the unknown regions because reading the Thrawn books, there's some really interesting like forcey stuff. Maybe the force is perceived differently outside of the star Wars galaxy. It's really interesting. And uh, fun fact, he obviously learned something from Thrawn. If he's able to uh, find Exegol out in the unknown regions. So yeah, there's, there's some good forcey stuff out there and it's always interesting when we get stories there. Sidious wanted this Chiss escape pod, maybe to track it back to the Chiss homeworld, but maybe this is how he, the seeds start getting planted. Like, yeah, I should, because this is during the clone wars. Thrawn isn't part of the Empire yet. Yeah, no. I was going to say, because he, he didn't come until later, right? Thrawn, I guess I can tell you when the Thrawn book series starts. The Thrawn book series starts shortly after Revenge of the Sith. Like, the ships that show up in that first scene are, like, V-wings. So the ships that we see at the end of Revenge of the Sith when they're, like, looking at the Death Star that's being constructed and there's like ships that kind of look like tie fighters but aren't tie fighters those ships are like in production when um when thrawn is introduced to our galaxy okay so not not too far off but yeah 
All right, so now we're we're to the Clone Wars. He's introduced, like I said, two thousand eight in the series finale or the series finale, the season finale of season one. So this is we're rescuing Zero the Hut from prison because Zero was put in prison in the Clone Wars movie. Hello there. What about Solarine? That wasn't as good. Let me try that again. What about Solarine? There you go. That was better. Thank you. All right, so his first episode is called Hostage Crisis. He's introduced to everyone, because we haven't seen him before, uh, as a ruthless bounty hunter with a weird voice and a big hat. Uh, He works with a team to hold Padme, Bail Organa, and a bunch of other senators hostage to blackmail Palpatine into releasing Zero the Hut from prison. Uh, When we're first introduced to him, he's immediately like terrifying. He's snapping a clone's neck, shooting an unarmed senator. He attempts to kill all the senators and Anakin, even though that Palpatine pulled through in the end and helped Zero get broken out. Um, he's got some good quotes here when he's talking to, to Padme. Ain't you awfully young and pretty to be a senator? Uh, cut that crap. Is it? <laughs> cut that crap. Did you have a question? I was gonna, but I I thought you were taking a break because you said I I I didn't do the voice good, so I cut it. Oh, okay, CJ cut. Yes, I forgot my question, so continue. All right. Uh, in this episode, since I watched this after the Book of Boba Fett, there's an interesting line from Padme because she has Anakin's lightsaber for some reason during this whole time. She tells him that his lightsaber is heavier than she expected, so you could take that as lightsabers in general are heavy, not just the dark saber. Okay. Well, I mean, but the dark sa- saber, they made a point of you can't fight against it. It I think, gets heavier as you yeah. do that. True. It's about fighting, not just holding it when, when it's not ignited. But yeah. maybe it's something like if you don't, if you aren't force sensitive or you aren't used to fighting with a lightsaber, it ta- there's like a learning curve to holding it. And I don't Yeah. Know. Uh, well, and I mean, like all the hilts are made of different stuff. Like um, what's the tiny Wookiees? Gunji. Yeah. Gunji. He, um. Um, he has like a wooden hilt where like some like most are made of like metal yeah. and that kind of stuff. So it could just depend on the hilt too. Yeah, he has a hilt made out of the the warsher trees of Kashyyyk. Yes, I think that's how you say that. I don't know how to say Wookie words. So that was his first appearance. That's technically not the right order of things, but I wanted to start there because that's like where we're introduced to Cad Bane. Technically, his first like in chronology Clone Wars episode is called Holocron Heist. Cad Bane looks out of an apartment window, picking his teeth with his toothpick. Um, there's like this cool organ theme that they kind of bring back for the Book of Boba Fett. It's, it's a little bit similar. Sidious hires him to break into the Jedi Temple. It's a steel holocron. Hello, hello. <laughs> Bane brings his droid Toto 360 and a changeling that like Zam Wessel from uh, Attack of the Clones, like that same species. It's revealed that this apartment belonged to a Jedi. He killed this Jedi so that the changeling could look like this Jedi when they break into the, um, the, the Jedi Temple. Yoda knows that they're breaking into the Jedi Temple somehow, but he, I, 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 they're here. someone's here, but I, I, I just, just can't place it. I cannot. Um, <laughs> so he's sending Jedi all over looking for people, but Ahsoka's been grounded. She's like working in the Jedi archives because she screwed up on a mission or something. So she's there and she kind of helps foil the plot um she helps capture this changeling uh, bounty hunter but cad bane in the end uh, gets away with with a holocron and this holocron is very important it is it contains like a list of all of the force sensitive children in the galaxy so maybe grogu's on this list i don't know just Ooh. any other just small i don't know maybe there's history between cad bane and grogu possible that is possible um so yeah but grogu 
also could have been part of the Jedi Order at this point, too. It's unclear. We, all we know is that he was with the Jedi as of Order 66. That's all we really know. Yeah. Is Grogu a comic character, or is Grogu made they up? They have not done anything with Grogu since the Mandalorian. Like, obviously, uh, if your question is, was Grogu a thing before Mandalorian? No, that was a new thing for the Mandalorian. But they have not done anything outside of the Mandalorian for Grogu and Din. <laughs> Do you think that's on purpose? Yeah. There was originally going to be a book, and then the book got canceled. I think it was like, they just want to be able to have the freedom to tell their story since they're going like all over the timelines with the stuff, like with flashbacks, they're like, like, okay, let's just let them tell their story. Let's let John and Dave tell their whole story over the course of this TV show. Um, Originally there was going to be a book and I don't know why we haven't been putting Grogu in comics because that would be so cute and you would boost a lot of your comic sales, but whatever. Well, I feel like if you read comics, you're going to love it. If you don't read comics, uh, like Grogu is not just going to, like automatically like oh i should read comics because i know grogu's in it now like i feel like it's not gonna boost a whole lot but yeah do you think uh people watch the book of boba fett like they didn't watch the first couple episodes but once they heard that grogu's in it do you think people went and watched it uh i guess yeah maybe maybe yeah if they made an animated series all about grogu like aimed for kids like yeah that that would it'd be like the highest grossing yeah big numbers all right, so this Jedi Holocron thing, the next couple arcs are about getting that back from Cad Bane since he winds up taking it. So Cad has to take it to a Jedi in order for the Jedi to open it. Like, there's a special Jedi that has a crystal that can read the thing, and you need a Jedi just in general to open any kind of Holocron. So he tortures this Jedi. The Jedi doesn't give him what he needs. He tortures him to death. Um, so Jeez. that's another... I'm just kind of marking down all the things that make him a really bad dude. Like, he just... Yeah, is it broke that clone's neck? He's torturing a guy to death. Like it's bad. Is it bad that I uh, still root for him though? Like I, I, I enjoy the villains. I enjoy having just purely evil villains sometimes. Like it's good to have like a guy like Darth Maul who's clearly evil, but like you kind of root for him sometimes because he he's got like an interesting backstory now because of the Clone Wars. But like I love having characters like Darth Sidious and Cad Bane that are just like pure evil. <laughs> like, yeah, like there, there's not a redeeming quality about them, but. It's fun to watch them be evil. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. I was a big uh, Sheev fan myself. Uh, well, even, like, I'm thinking, like, even Marvel, like, Loki and Thanos, like, you can oh, get yeah. behind them, like, so easily. Like, it's... I'd say they're a little bit more... De- at least Loki's more developed as, like, a, a villain you can root for. But, like, yeah, Thanos is, like, destroying half the world. Like, obviously, there's stupid people that are like, Thanos was right. But, like, yeah. Like, he's he's pure evil. You root for him just because it's fun to have a purely evil villain you can kind of sit back and yeah not have to think about too big of questions yeah and watch the the hero squirm yeah yeah also in this episode he rips out ahsoka's padawan braid so ouch i know she doesn't have hair so i don't know what like he's pulling but like whatever it is it's probably taking a piece of her scalp out when he rips it out and he like <laughs> clips it to his belt so after i saw this i'm like oh i gotta watch that in the book of boba fett does he have like a padawan braid hanging from his belt oh I yeah think. in the next episode she takes it back from him and puts it back on. So, nah, that would have been cool <laughs> if he kept it all that time. Um, or if he just had, like, in his coat, just a bunch of, like, Padawan braids to show how many Jedi he's killed. Like, General Grievous showing his lightsabers. Oh, that, that would be cool. awesome. A, f- a fine addition to my collection. Uh, no, Should I, I try that, that with the toothpick? A fine yeah. addition to my collection. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> all right. I'm glad you think it's good because in my head it does not sound good. But uh, so then he puts Ahsoka in an airlock and then says, "Anakin, open up this 
this holocron or I'll suck Ahsoka out, out of this airlock. And Anakin, uh, the Mr. Attachments guy, is like, yeah, I'll give up all these children I don't know for my Padawan. So he opens it for him. It's a cool Anakin moment in the Clone Wars because, like, they do this so many times. They really hammer it home in the Clone Wars. But, like, this guy has tons of attachments. He doesn't let his clone troopers die. Like, he's, he would die for Captain Rex before he'd let Captain Rex die for him. Yeah, so he's he's really invested in, in characters like Ahsoka, Padme, Rex, anyone that he loves. Obi-Wan. Um, he's, he's just a big old lover boy. He's sad. Obi-Wan. I know it is. You were oh. my brother, Anakin. Oh. Uh, I then... loved you. <laughs> I love you too. Uh, Bane <laughs> fakes his death at the end of this episode. If you remember, like he dresses up a clone as Cad Bane and he gets in the clone costume and then shoots the guy off of the ledge. So everyone thinks Cad Bane is dead. Yeah. And then he leaves with all the other clones. They eventually figure it out. He escapes though. And then Sidious hires him to go kidnap children across the galaxy uh, because now he has this list of, of children. So we get to see like a good montage of him going to like four different planets different jedi stop him every time i think he gets a couple of them back to sidious but yeah he's bringing jedi force sensitive children to mustafar for experiments by palpatine that sounds like a ego the living planet type situation it is and it does it predate it was that a comic story or was that just for the movie i i couldn't tell you on that one Mm -hmm. i don't know no i think it was just for the movie because ego i think don't quote me i think is like a different character in the comics like, obviously, it's Ego, but I don't think it's Star-Lord's dad. Hmm. I don't know. I, I'm Interesting. Probably we shouldn't talk about it more on this podcast. When, when you start the Marvel skinny, that can be an episode. All right. So there's also this cool scene because they capture Cat Bane halfway through this. And they're like, take, take us to where the babies are. And he's like too strong minded. But then it's a really creepy scene where like four Jedi surround him. It's like Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, Anakin, and Mace Windu. And they're all like mind tricking him at the same time and Cad Bane's like going crazy and he's like in pain visible pain this is like the one time you kind of feel for him this was an episode yeah I do not remember this this episode was called Cargo of Doom season three was this before or after season two episode two was this before or after Obi-Wan became like like he like shape-shifted that was the last Cad Bane story of the Clone Wars so we'll get to that okay because that's like really one of the that's a core memory of Cad Bane in the Clone Wars for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll one, rush us to that if that's something you're excited to talk about. Like, that's that's a fun one. And you get a lot of good Anakin Obi-Wan stuff in that, too. Yeah. That was great. But uh, no, so, I do not remember this scene at all. Maybe I should rewatch it. Yeah, that it episode, is creepy. It, cool. I think Ahsoka wasn't helping. Like, she was behind them. But, like, just watching through Ahsoka's eyes, watching just three Jedi just, like, destroy someone's mind. Like, even before they start, Mace Windu's like, this could destroy his mind. And Anakin's like, well, we can't risk it. He's like, oh my god, wow, yeah. So the Jedi are a little bit uh, not perfect. <laughs> so then we get to Mustafar, or we kind of flip to Mustafar without any characters there, and it's like the droids tending to these four sensitive children that Cad succeeded in kidnapping. And there's like this hollow projection of Sidious just like looking over the children in their bed. I foresee an army of force talented spies in my service. Trained in the dark side to peer into every corner of the galaxy from afar. And my enemies would be helpless against such a vision. So, Grogu? Is Grogu <laughs> a spy implanted into the Jedi Order by Palpatine? Throwing that out there. <laughs> Possible. I would, I would highly doubt it. 
Because if his plan, this is different than the Inquisitors. People always say like this, this is like the origin of the Inquisitors. He's just going to have spies all over. The Inquisitors aren't spies. They're like assassins. So like, yeah. did he have like a, a bunch of force sensitive spies spread across the galaxy? And if he did, wouldn't he put one inside the Jedi Temple? Grogu yeah. has like blocks in his memory that he can't remember things. Luke has to like unlock his memories. I don't know. I highly doubt it. But they won't would, go there. Uh, like, would uh, Asajj Ventress be like an early uh, Inquisitor? Do you think? Ooh, you want to do an episode on Ventress with me? We don't have to do it soon. But uh, Ventress's story is really interesting. Okay. There's 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 history with the the Jedi, Dooku, and Ventress, and like bounty hunters too. Like she rolls with. A different crowd sometimes. Like, Ventress's master is Dooku. It wasn't always, yeah. But like her Jedi master was not Dooku. Oh well, yes, I knew yeah. that. But when, yeah, yeah, and then she becomes an assassin for Dooku. So what you're saying is like, is she like a spy? I would say she's more of an assassin too, though. Like, yeah, so like an early Inquisitor. Yes, buddy. That's a, that's a good <laughs> point. Like the Sith always like to break the rule of two. Like they'll have the master and the apprentice, but then the master has like assassins that works for him. The apprentice has assassins, like. Ventress is a good example of that. Like, yeah, Dooku was breaking the rule of two by having a, an apprentice, but he didn't call her an apprentice, so it was fine. It was yeah. weird. It's a Vaja Press at one point, too. Like, yeah, it was a mess. So anyway, Cab Bane leads them to a space station. Uh, and then that's how he escapes. He, like, there's a bunch of traps in the space station. And then eventually they rescue the kids from Mustafar. So Sheev uh, did not get his Jedi spies, but I'm sure he... Uh, had another plan to, to get some more. Um, now we, right before the big hostage crisis episode, this is the really fun episode that I'm sure you remember that it's just R2-D2 and C-3PO and they are looking for yogan fruit for this big cake. Yeah. And they're off on a mission to buy some yogan fruit. They get scammed by some guy and then R2-D2 enters like a droid car wash. C-3PO gets tortured by Cad Bane. That was the bad part about the Clone Wars is that every once in a while you get an episode of the, the droid squad or no D squad or uh, just an episode where it's like, oh, my gosh, this is dragging on. Like, please yeah. just get through this uh, on to the next story. Like, yep. so the R2-D2 car wash. But yep. Cad Bane was in it, so I watched it and it was fun just watching Cad Bane torture some droids. Like, even after he knew 3PO didn't know about this is also that they can get the plans to the Senate building. Like, Cad Bane knew that C-3PO didn't know anything, but he just kept torturing him. So that's another thing that I wrote down. It's like, yep, he's evil. He just keeps torturing. Yeah. Next episode is following that original Cad Bane appearance. So this is where I would have put, if I was putting everything in chronological order, I would put that first episode where we're introduced to him and he's breaking Zero out of jail. I would have put that right here. The episode after that is Season 3, Episode 9, The Hunt for Zero. This is them, the Jedi, trying to get Zero back. Um... This is Obi-Wan and Quinlan Voss. So this is our introduction to really cool surfer Jedi that just doesn't care about the rules. Um, <laughs> we don't know what happens to him. Oh, yes, we do. No, we don't. We don't know what happens to him after Order 66. So he's a character that could maybe show up like in the Bad Batch. I don't think he has an end written to him yet. So, all right. So this is the episode where we get a lot of Zero content. We get to meet Zero the Hutt's mother. Mama! <laughs> Son! Let me give you the skinny. I sent you a link, and Mama the Hut says skinny. Like give, like I told Cabane the skinny on where he could find zero. 
that's not i need to like really modulate that mom of the hut impression because you're, you're doing is, a lot of a lot of impressions this episode oh yeah i feel like they're all right uh okay so if if i'll i'll let you guys just go watch that if you want more there's not a lot of cad bane he's just kind of following along he gets to fight some jedi at the end of it he's fighting obi-wan and quinlan Voss using his jet uh jet boots he's using his flamethrower it's really our first like really big cad bane action scene so it was really fun but not a lot to talk about okay now we get to the the last arc that buddy really likes so buddy if after this arc you want to want to jump off that's that's all right with me i can finish up the other like comic stories and stuff like that after okay so now we get to a four episode arc in season four of the clone wars um i always call it just the the obi-wan and cad bane arc basically obi-wan fakes his death and goes undercover as reiko hardeen like a bounty hunter that's also known for killing jedi so that he can uh, figure out a assassination plot against Palpatine because there's this guy Moralo Ival. He's in a Republic prison, but we think that his plan is already in motion to kidnap Palpatine. And so, at this point, at this point, it was Anakin and Obi Wan. Like they were on Palpatine's side, right? They didn't know that he was evil yet. Oh yeah, they they had no idea until Revenge of the Sith. Somehow, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Um, so yeah, they're they're like, yeah, let's, we got to save Palpatine. And I'm sure Anakin is also like yeah, we need to save Palpatine. Cause like I said, how he's full of attachments, like Palpatine's one of those attachments. Like if you mess with Palpatine, Anakin might kill you. Cause yeah, Anakin, he's like a father to him. He always says like, he's mentored me since I was nine years old. Like Palpatine's been with Anakin like his whole life, which is really creepy. Yeah. Um, that's his so, boy. Yeah, that's his boy. Um, and so yeah, Obi-Wan goes undercover and the Jedi do not tell Anakin about this. Anakin's led to believe that Obi-Wan is dead. They have a funeral. Satine is there. If you know Satine from the Clone Wars, it is like really sad and terrible what the Jedi did to Anakin here. Uh, it takes like them a couple episodes for Yoda finally to say like, yeah, we should we should tell Anakin what's going on. It's it's messed up. Um, so in the prison, Obi Wan. I'm calling him Rake Obi Wan because he's Rake Hardin. Obi Wan. <laughs> Rake Obi uh, is in prison. Sounds like Rafiki. No, it doesn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, he's in prison. All of a sudden, Cad Bane is in there. He's Moralo Evol's cellmate, and Cad Bane is already trying to break Moralo Evol out. So Obi-Wan's mission changes from learning about the plot from Moralo Evol to helping Moralo Evol break out and enact this plan against Palpatine. Um, so Boba and Bosk are also in this prison. There's like a prison fight that Boba starts like on Cad Bane's behalf. So like this is a little Cad Bane and Boba content like where he's like, hey, kid. I'll give you some credits if you start a fight right now because I need to. I need you to cover my escape. So then they escape by pretending to be dead bodies that happened as a result of this prison fight. So they go like through the morgue and the crematorium. They like lay down as dead bodies. And then they break out once they get out of the prison at the crematorium. And this is where uh, Cad Bane kills a fan favorite character from the Clone Wars, um, oh. Sandwich Clone. It's a clone that has a sandwich with one bite of out of it on a plate. He's clearly excited about a sandwich. Cad Bane then <laughs> pops out of a casket and shoots him in, right in the chest. Uh, it's very unfortunate. Uh, let's, since we poured one out for Chubnuck last episode. We got to pour one out for... Pour uh... one out for... Or eat a bite of a sandwich. I had a sandwich today. I went to visit my grandpa. I had a sandwich. So uh, you need to eat a sandwich for, for dinner. When, will, you go, when you go to the bowling alley later, yeah. uh, make sure you order a sandwich. <laughs> 
Uh, Obi's like refusing to kill clones at this point. So Cat has already given him the stink eye. He's like, what's up with this bounty hunter? He's a little weird. And then this whole arc, like Cat is super suspicious, which is good. To, it's probably good to be suspicious if you're a bounty hunter. Um, that's how he survived to 70 years, years old. But he's Obi-Wan's like trying to gain Cad Bane's trust this whole time. Uh, the next episode is really um, doing that, just that. They're, they're kind of backstabbing each other a little bit. But over the course of it, they kind of gain each other's trust. Anakin and Ahsoka show up, and Anakin is pissed at Reiko Hardeen because Reiko Hardeen killed Obi-Wan from his perspective. So he's fighting Obi-Wan, who's dressed up as this Reiko Hardeen. And it's a really sad moment when Obi-Wan kind of beats him, has him in headlock, and says, don't come after me. And he kind of sounds like Obi-Wan when he says it, even though his voice has been modulated to sound like this Reiko Hardeen guy. Yeah. This all sounds really complicated. It is, and I don't know why they did this in a children's show. Or they oh. had this evil-looking guy with like face tattoos, which should not be evil-looking. I, I should say, like people can have face tattoos, but like it's clearly not Obi-Wan. And he's I got running with I got canceled. I got canceled yeah. last episode for saying all oh, Pikes look alike. You get canceled for yeah. this. Face tattoos. <laughs> if you have face tattoos, you're a bad hombre. <laughs> but no, yeah. I, I will say this episode like was one of the most complex, like coolest stories though that yeah. they had. Like it, it had like fun, and then it also had like the like Anakin like dealing with like his his brother his brother's yeah. like death like it's so cool like I might just make a habit out of if I watch the prequel trilogy I'll watch episode one episode two and then I'll watch this arc right before I watch episode three just because like there's a lot of good Anakin Obi-Wan stuff and like you really like Anakin like yeah leave the Jedi Order these guys are monsters for doing this to you and there's yeah. a cool moment at the end too there's a fight between Anakin and Dooku and Palpatine's like in the corner like kind of cackling like this whole time during the Clone Wars, like he's being all nice guy Palpatine. And even for the audience, like we don't see a lot of moments of him being evil in this one. Like you can see looks in his eyes. Like, yeah, like they're starting to show the audience. Like, yeah, he's, he's Sidious. Yeah. Kids probably, maybe kids, maybe that's going over kids heads, but like for adult audiences watching it, like it's like, okay, finally we're embracing that your two characters at once. The next episode is the box. This one's, like a little bottle episode where a bunch of bounty hunters are like entered into a competition headed up by Dooku and Moralo Eval, which is the, the most evil name ever. Like he's basically bad morals or evil morals is basically his <laughs> name. Uh, Moralo Eval is running this box competition where like 11 bounty hunters go in and only five are going to come out because they want the best bounty hunters for this job. So Cad Bane, Reiko Hardin slash Obi-Wan, I think Embo's in there, other characters that they just made up for this episode they all go into this this event obi-wan's kind of like leading all the bounty hunters through this because since he's a jedi and he has powers he's able to like predict outcomes and lead them to safety uh and eventually morale of all is like he doesn't want obi-wan to lead this mission because he's just been on a jailbreak with him and he doesn't trust him either so he tries to rig it against Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's like doing a sniper thing and he doesn't give him enough ammo to hit all the targets. And he's like, oh, well, if you're a bounty hunter, you got to be lucky. So then Obi-Wan's like falling into a bunch of fire. Cad Bane uses his whipcord thing and saves his life. So like it's a big moment like Obi-Wan earned Cad Bane's trust. So when when they're putting together the team, Cad Bane's like, okay, Rayco, you can come with us. Before this whole competition, uh, there's a Ithorian. So like the mayor from the Book of Boba Fett with a giant hat. Cad Bane before this entire comp- competition, he's just he shoots the guy. He's like, I liked his hat, and he took his hat. So, <laughs> so cold blooded moment from him. <laughs> he's he's evil. 
He's pure evil. I, I underlined everything evil in red, and then I did underline one thing in blue. Cad Bane saved Obi-Wan's life. So one redeeming quality. Yeah. If you if you earn his trust, he's not gonna stab you in the back. Unless <laughs> unless he gets paid more for stabbing you in the back, then he's for sure gonna stab you in the back. Um so that was part three of the four part arc, and then the the fourth part is the assassination attempt or the kidnap attempt of Chancellor Palpatine. So it's a cool like heist movie where the bad guys are trying to kidnap Palpatine and then Obi-Wan is able at this point to start sending messages to the Jedi and saying okay this guy's bad guy that that's someone disguised as a senate guard I'm a sniper in this tower don't worry I'm only shooting stun blasts like they succeed in capturing Palpatine and then they take him to where Dooku was supposed to meet them Dooku doesn't show because Dooku found out that it was Obi-Wan some other way I think he was listening to Obi-Wan's conversations or something so Cad, Moralo, Ival, and Obi-Wan are at this drop point and Dooku doesn't show. Anakin, I think Mace Windu, they show up and overpower Cad Bane. Uh, he ends up getting taken to prison. And I think Cad Bane's last words in the Clone Wars are something about Kenobi. Kenobi? Oh, Kenobi? Or let me try it in a Cad Bane voice. Kenobi. No. No. Uh, he <laughs> says, I'll plug you full of laser bolts is the last thing he says to Kenobi. Ooh. So he's got some beef with Kenobi. Wonder if that could show up in any uh, future Star Wars projects surrounding Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's possible. Um, Doesn't Kenobi take place after Book of Boba Fett? Kenobi's dead. It takes place in between three and four. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, he big dead. He died. (laughs) Have you seen original Star Wars, buddy? I shouldn't even be allowed on this podcast. Oh, Uh, man. Yeah. (laughs) Fake fan alert. He's like the first guy to die. He's like... Wow, it's been uh, a long day. No, no, it's all right. No one's ever really gone. Maybe he'll be back. Maybe that's the stinger <laughs> at the end of. Uh... Hey, he's he's always a force ghost. So, yeah, maybe he's been faking that though. Maybe like when <laughs> Darth Vader cut him down, he like disappeared. That was really him using like a Jedi force sprint, like we see in the Phantom Menace. He's just dashing out the door. <laughs> yeah. <You> never know. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I think the, the episode ends on a quote between Anakin and Palpatine. He says, "As long as I live, Chancellor, no harm will come to you." Like, yeah, uh, I, it, that's true until the rise of Skywalker. Like, as long as I live, no harm will come to you. So when he throws him down a shaft, he dies in the same scene, Darth Vader. So like, <laughs> yeah, technically they true. died at the same time, and then yeah. he comes back later as as uh, the Sith. <laughs> All the Sith live in me now. <laughs> I no, sorry, that's not even it. I am all the Sith. So he comes back later, but uh, no way Anakin could have predicted that back in the Clone Wars. Come yeah, on. no, no. Um, all right, so that's the end of the Clone Wars. That was the last arc that Cad Bane appears in. At this point, uh, Buddy's going to take off, so he, he's got to go bowling with his friends or something. Uh, so, see you. <laughs> see you. And I'll, I'll finish up the, the Cad Bane skinny without you. So, thanks, Buddy. Stop calling. Stop calling. I don't want to talk anymore. I got my head and my heart on the dance floor. Stop telephoning me. Toto. My Toto phone. My Toto phone. Boy, the way you blowing up my phone won't make me leave no faster. Put my coat, my duster coat on faster. Leave my girls no faster. I should have left my phone at home cause this is a disaster. (laughs) 
I am back. Buddy's gone, so I took the opportunity to play my Beat Saber, get skinny. Uh, as you can tell by that uh, transition, I played some more Lady Gaga, and I was very bad at it because the whole time I was practicing and singing as Cad Bane, and I was cracking myself up. That recording took me probably 25 minutes to make because I just couldn't get it down. So if you're going to critique it and say it could have been better, it, it could not have been better. That is my physical best that I could do, so uh, get all the way off my back about it. We're going to continue our discussion of Cad Bane, uh, because you haven't gotten the full skinny yet. You may think you have, just because I finished the Clone Wars, but there's plenty more. There's books, comics, Bad Batch, Book of Boba Fett to get to yet, so we'll jump right into Bane's story, which is the title of a story written by Tom Engelberger, and this came in the Clone Wars, what was it? The Clone Wars Light and Dark Collection. So this book was a series of short stories that just recap episodes of the Clone Wars for like a, a child audience. But if you're an adult reading this book, you get little nuggets like this. So in Bane's story, it's really the story of how Obi-Wan and Cad Bane, like that whole story that we just talked about. It's Cad Bane telling this story to Boba Fett. He goes to prison at the end of that arc. And he's back in prison. Boba and Bosk are there. They're like sitting at the lunch table in front of him. And he's telling this whole story. Um, he's getting laughed at by Boba. Uh, but Cad isn't really hurt by it. He thinks that Boba's alright. Plus he owes Jango some favors. So maybe at this point he's like, yeah, this kid's a little little jerk. He's a little a-hole. But, you know, I owe, I, owe, I owe his old man a favor. So I won't kill him. <laughs> Um, Cad then tells Obi-Wan, or tells the Obi-Wan story to Boba, and then Boba responds with, Jedi are the worst. And, and Bane says, yeah, it's not like it was back in the day. Almost makes me wonder if I should fly off into the sunset and let you take my place as the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. Boba tells him not to hang up his blaster just yet. He and Bosk have a big plan. So, sounds like they're going to break Cad Bane out of prison. Sounds pretty good. And anyway, I won't be ready to hang up my blasters till they give Kenobi his reward. Right between the eyes. So, that's the second time we've heard Cad has some beef with Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I kind of joked when we went through the arc in his last line about putting something between Kenobi's eyes, but like, or filling him full of blaster bolts. Um, yeah, Cad has some beef with Kenobi, and it's probably not a coincidence that we saw him for just a little bit in the Book of Boba Fett. Like, why spend all of that work on the makeup and the CGI, if there was any, on Cad Bane when you're just going to, spoilers for the Book of Boba Fett, kill him off right away. So, it's very possible that we see him again in live action in the near future. I wouldn't set any expectations for the Obi-Wan series, so throughout the Clone Wars, Cad Bane had more adventures that we didn't see in the animated series. There's one that involved Captain Rex, where he steals parts of a rival's super weapon and flees to Ryloth. Bane, when he's on Ryloth, it's like a war going on between the Separatists and the Republic, and he ends up taking Rex hostage, locks him in explosive handcuffs, which awesome, and helps him. He has Rex help him defend the, the stolen parts to the super weapon. The Separatists attack because you know this is the middle of a war. Anakin and Ahsoka show up, because it's a middle of a war, um, Bane offers up his ship for their escape if they defend his cargo. So I would guess this takes place before he threatens to throw Ahsoka out of an airlock, because why would they work with Cad Bane after that? But uh, 
Anakin, yeah, and Ahsoka, they, they work with Cad Bane. Bane's rival shows up, takes back these parts, um, and then later the rival plans to attack Naboo's son, and Anakin and Ahsoka are there trying to stop him, and Cad Bane swoops in and helps. So I think that one was from a comic. It's kind of fun to see Cad Bane swoop in and be the good guy, but I'm guessing he had a, a financial reason to be there. The next story is called, like, it's a clone virus, and Dooku hires Bane to spread a virus that would attack all the clones at a medical facility. Um, from the grand perspective of the Clone Wars, why would you create a virus to kill all the clones if your big plan is to Order 66 and have the clones kill all the Jedi? It's a good question, but maybe Dooku's just trying to kill some of the clones because he wants... He wants to win the war. I'm guessing Palpatine had plans for whether the Separatists won or the Republic won. He probably wanted the Republic to win, but like either way, someone was going to take over the galaxy and he was going to be at the head of it. So maybe at this point he thought the Separatists were likely to win, so maybe he was telling Dooku, hey, let's do this clone thing. Bane gets captured in, when he's trying to spread the virus, but uh, he eventually breaks out with Zero the Hut again. Um, Bane succeeds in infecting the clone healing tanks, but Jedi healers are there to save the day. So this does sound like a legend story. There's a lot of Jedi healers and legends, like back in the old Republic days, and then even Barriss Offee, uh, the character in the Clone Wars with like the tattoos on her face. The she's Luminara, Luminara Unduli's Padawan, good friends with Ahsoka. Uh, she in the Legends continuity, there were books written about her. It was the the Jedi healers were the focus of those stories. I haven't read them. Uh, they sound interesting though. The next story is pretty interesting in the context of the Book of Boba Fett. It's about spice. Bane hijacks a Separatist trade barge with two million credits worth of raw spice, and he hides it in Mos Espa, the location of the Book of Boba Fett. So Bane's, Bane's been part of the spice trade on Mos Espa for a while, maybe. Uh, a rival had a tracker in the spice and, and, and located Mos Espa, captured Cad Bane, threatened to turn Bane over to Dooku because Bane stole the spice from Dooku. Uh, but Bane breaks out and frames this rival for stealing Dooku's spice, so I'm sure, I'm sure Dooku uh, got his vengeance on the other guy. A couple more stories here, one involving Minox. Bane was hired to hunt down Anakin and Obi-Wan at one point. There's a space battle that um, they're, the Jedi are able to escape by leaking to Banagas to attract Minox, and then they hyperdrive away, so that left Bane busy with Minox. Sounds like a good little filler comic where it's just Bane versus some Minox in Probably in space. He's probably using those breathing tubes. Uh, I didn't read that one, though. And then the last random Clone Wars story is involving Su Pan. So the character that we talked about, the the other Duros bounty hunter from his home planet or his home hometown, um, is involved in this one. Bane learns of a bounty on his own head. And he's investigating it. He finds out that his old buddy has been impersonating him back home. Bane fights through like 20 floors of goons. He has Dengar and Toto with him, but still probably a very impressive feat. And he breaks into Supan's office on New Tiana um, and, you know, says, hey, stop impersonating me. He spares his life uh, for old time's sake. So maybe Cad Bane has a heart. Maybe he really cares for this, this guy that he grew up with, um, Supan. So this next story seems like it would take place at the end of the Clone Wars. This is the unaired Clone Wars arc that was supposed to come out in either Season 6 or Season 7. Uh, the full history of the Clone Wars is it only lasted five seasons. It was canceled by Cartoon Network after that. 
Eventually, season six came out, which was just a collection of episodes that were finished but were never able to be released. So Netflix put them out when The Clone Wars was on Netflix. And then season seven just came out uh, when Disney Plus was launched. So The Clone Wars is now finished at seven seasons. But there's there's these arcs that were started and were never finished because um, they, yeah, they, they had their 13 episodes that they wanted to do for season seven and they didn't fit these in which is interesting considering the context of these episodes. So I'll go over the episodes and we can figure out if it was a good decision or not. So this arc, it was going to be four episodes, Cad Bane and Boba Fett hired to rescue a child from Tusken Raiders. So right off the bat, it's two characters from the Book of Boba Fett. Tusken Raiders, big part of the Book of Boba Fett, and it's Boba's like first appearance in the Mandalorian armor. The arc would have focused on the relationship between Cad and Boba, as well as Cad and Jango, because it sounds like from that one story from Stories of Light and Dark, Cad and Jango have some history. Uh, Boba double crosses, and it sounds like Boba's trying to be a good guy that's like helping this child or helping a, a town or something. We don't know all the details of this arc. Um, and then a standoff ensues between them. You can find the standoff on YouTube, and I would highly recommend it. It's like two minutes long. It's just the duel. Um, so I watched it, and what happens is Bane and Toto have Boba's friends captured. Looks like the little bounty hunter that's like in a big suit. It's like a little guy in a big suit. Little guy in a big suit. And Cat Bane says, Always fighting for those in need. It's a good way to wind up poor or dead. Boba's having his good guy moment. He says, No more innocent people are going to die, or get locked up, or live in fear. Then Cad and Boba do their little quick draws. They both end up getting shot. Boba gets a dented helmet, and Cad Bane dies. Or does he? As we'll talk about in Cad Bane's next appearance in The Bad Batch, maybe this encounter actually happened and we just never saw it. It's very possible. So what I wanted to talk about is the three arcs that we got in Season 7 of the Clone Wars. Without going into the details of these three arcs that were created for Season 7, or finished up for Season 7, uh, the first one was about the Bad Batch. So if they have a show coming out called the Bad Batch, yes, let's put a, like a backdoor pilot in Season 7 of the Clone Wars. It makes a lot of sense. The second one is Ahsoka's Walkabout. It's her... Uh, after the events of Season 5 of The Clone Wars, it's her walking through the galaxy. She meets up with two characters, the Martez sisters, and there's a lot of action about Spice and Pikes, things that really tie into the Book of Boba Fett. The Pikes deal in Spice, and we get to see that firsthand. It's a really good, really good arc. Then, the last four, we get the Siege of Mandalore, the epic conclusion of The Clone Wars, which you get appearances from like all your favorite characters. You get... Uh, Anakin, Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, Maul, Captain Rex, Bo-Katan, probably more that I'm not thinking of right off the top of my head. It's an action-packed like last four episodes, and it is like the emotional end of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Just thinking about it, oh, it's, it's so good. So what I'm trying to say here is we got three really good arcs in Season 7 of The Clone Wars. That second arc, the Ahsoka's Walkabout arc, uh, I would say I'm more positive on than a lot of other fans. A lot of people found those other characters that showed up annoying, and I think at times they were. I mean, they're meant to be not the... Ahsoka and these characters are meant not to have, like, a firm grasp on what's going on in the galaxy. They're really... Uh, this Pike and Spice stuff is really way beyond their pay grade. Uh, they're 
So there's a lot of moments where you're questioning their actions. But I, I think it really worked, and given the Pike and the Spice and Pike stuff that we got in the Book of Boba Fett, I think it was necessary to put it in the Clone Wars. So this arc would have been really cool. Um, maybe we'll see it in Season 2 of the Book of Boba Fett as like a flashback. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if the season could have been longer, I think that I would have liked to see it. But I wouldn't replace anything that we currently have is my stance on it. So now we get into the current Cad Bane stories. So if you're not up to date on The Bad Batch or The Book of Boba Fett, which I basically spoiled The Book of Boba Fett at this point, so I hope you've stopped listening. If you haven't seen that, um, I'm going to talk about his appearances in those shows. So The Bad Batch, he shows up in the eighth episode of the only season to date at this point, uh, season one, episode eight, Reunion. This is a big episode, um, kind of a mid-season finale for The Bad Batch. They're fighting with the series villain for the first time in a while. There's a big explosion that separates the Bad Batch. So some of the characters go one way, some of them go the other way. Uh, the Bad Batch, they're enhanced clones. Uh, that Basically the A-team of Star Wars, the Clone Wars. One group of Bad Batchers uh, gets back to the, the ship, the Havoc Marauder, first. When they get there, all these clones, which are the enemies, because this takes place during the Empire time, our, our clones are on the run. All these clones are dead on the ground, and who steps off of their ship? Uh, no one other than Cad Bane. This epic cowboy music plays. He's got his big old hat. He kind of looks up so you can see the eyes, kind of like what he did in the Book of Boba Fett. They're questioning, like, how did all these clones die? And he says, once you've dealt with one, the rest are easy. So once he's dealt with Boba, the rest are easy. Um, Sounding like he and Boba, he, he's got a lot of history with Boba, so he knows how, how they operate. So it's really easy to, to beat these guys that uh, don't have the gear that Boba Fett has. Turns out that Cad Bane is out looking for Omega, uh, the, the child character that's tagging along with the Bad Batch. She is a part of the Bad Batch. She's great. Um, now that Buddy's off the episode, I can say she might even be the greatest Star Wars character of all time. Um, Hunter refuses to hand over Omega, that's the the Bad Batch leader, Hunter, um, and then has a duel with Cad Bane. And uh, when you have a duel with Cad Bane, uh, you don't expect to win. Uh, Cad Bane wins, uh, he says, sorry little lady, and then he takes Omega and she's screaming, Hunter! And brings, brings her back to the ship. They play really sad music at the end of the episode instead of the usual theme. Like usually, right when the credits start for the Bad Batch, it goes bump, bum 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 bum. This time it was just a really sad song, and so everybody's crying. Oh my God, Hunter, okay? Are they gonna are they gonna rescue Omega? Oh my gosh! It was a uh, it was a really fun, not fun. I mean, it's always a fun time in the Star Wars universe, but. It was a fun week of speculation, Speculation, like what what's the next episode going to be? Are we going to see Omega saved the next episode, or are we going to just struggle with it for the rest of the series? But then we get the next episode, so he appears in the next one, and this, this one's a really fun one for the Book of Boba Fett because Fennec Shand shows up in this episode as well. So Mr. Bane comes and checks on Omega. Omega's in like his holding cell on his ship. Um, that's what Toto 360 calls him. Mr. Bane will be back shortly. He's very busy. Um, that is not at all what Toto 360 sounds like. That was more of a C-3PO impression, but he's a droid. You get the gist. 
uh, Toto was damaged in the duel, and he's like taunting Omega, and Omega says, "Hey, I I could fix your your I don't know I I could fix your leg, and I'm just a child." And Toto Toto agrees and uh, lets her out. She fixes him, but then knocks him out. And then she's running through the wherever Bane took her. It's like an abandoned cloning facility. It's it's really cool uh, little environment. Omega's running, she contacts the Bad Batch, they still don't know where she is though, and then there's like all this fog, and then she just turns, and there's this menacing voice coming through the, the fog, by hook or by crook, you're coming with me. Um, that's Cat Bane. At this point, Fennec Shand shows up, kills the Kaminoan that was there to give Cad Bane his credits. She's trying to poach Omega from under him. Cad says she messed up his score, and... You lack the experience to be going up against me. Uh, Bane tries a shootout. Fennec's smart enough to not get in the shootout with Cad Bane. She goes for cover and then tries to bring it more close combat, which is uh, a good way to, to get Cad Bane, we're, we're finding. is uh, Yeah, get close to him and maybe have a weapon like a gaffy stick. That could do it. So Omega runs. Fennec and Bane duel some more. She gets him down with a thermal detonator for a little bit. Uh, Cad and Fennec fight some more, hand-to-hand. Um, Fennec wins, but then Cad does this, like, metal headbutt, which is really, really cool, which I call it a metal headbutt because his his hat falls off, and you see he has a metal plate on his head. So this is kind of getting at, like, did he get shot in the head? Is that why he has a metal plate there? Because that's new. That kind of says, like, maybe that unaired arc of the Clone Wars happened, and he had a duel with Boba Fett where he got shot in the head, which... Makes him even more menacing. If this guy can survive a shot in the head, uh, maybe he can survive being stabbed in the chest with a gaffy stick. You never know. Uh, he ends up getting kicked overboard at this cloning facility, but he's got those rocket boots. Uh, Fennec is able to sabotage Bane's ship, and then um, so he can't leave. And that's really where we end. On the Wikipedia article for Cad Bane, it talks about his work for the Empire, but I don't see a lot of sources cited for that. I think all we know is that he... Worked as a freelancer for the Empire, kind of a hero to the people because of his reputation as a Jedi killer, because the Jedi were made out to be villains by the Empire, and Fett came to be his closest rival. I have no idea where that stuff came from. Maybe he had like a trading card or something back in the day, and that's what showed up on the back of it, but the work does not appear to be cited very well on the old Wook. So that's all we know about him as of like, what? 15 years before Star Wars, and now in the Book of Boba Fett, we're 10 years after original Star Wars, so we haven't heard from this guy in like 25 years, and here he is again in the Book of Boba Fett. He just strolls into town. Boba Fett is a cold-blooded killer who worked for the Empire. Then Cad Bane and our buddy Cobb Vanth have a duel, and uh, in these Western showdowns, you know who's going to win. Um, we see Cad Bane come away with the dub, and Cobb Vanth is on the ground. Mr. Bane then walks back into the desert. From the desert he came, from the desert he goes. Uh, then we see him with a much more leading role in the next episode, the finale of the Book of Boba Fett, in the name of honor. Uh, and this is where we get some really good Boba and Bane content. So. I talk about all of this in detail in my episode 7 recap video of the Book of Boba Fett, so if you want more detail, you can go there, but in general, 
Like, they they talk like they have a lot of history, and Bane is really talking about how Boba has all these attachments that he shouldn't have. It should just be all about the money, just like him. Saying like, what is what's the deal with this town? Like, who are you? What's what's your angle? Is is the word he uses? So they're clearly they've clearly had a lot of history, and we haven't necessarily seen that yet. Like I said, there's that uneared episode of the Clone Wars, that arc of the Clone Wars. There's that story from that uh, like kids book. That's like here's Bane telling Boba a story, and they seem on good terms at that point. So. There's a lot of story that needs to be told in that 25 years where the Empire is dominant and Boba's getting a lot of jobs with the Empire that we need to figure out what Cad Bane's angle is and why he has such beef with Boba Fett because as far as we know, Boba's been a cold-blooded killer until he went into the Sarlacc. So since Bane is showing up now after he's been in the Sarlacc, like this beef must have happened before then. So. It's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. I would hope to see something in, like, Bad Batch Season 2. Um, but I wouldn't be opposed to, like, a Young Boba series. Maybe that's Book of Boba Season 2. Is like, it takes place in the past, and it's Daniel Logan, Little Kid Boba Fett. I would be <laughs> way down for that. I would love that, um, especially since we left... Tomorrow Morrison, Boba Fett, in such a good place. He can still appear in The Mandalorian. He can still get his own, like, continuation in The Mandalorian or in another season. But I'm really excited for that that span that we don't know anything about Cad and Boba's relationship. So, hope to see that soon. Uh, what else happens in the finale? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the end of Cad Bane. Uh, Boba, they have, like, a standoff. Cad, of course, wins. He shoots Boba to the ground. Boba's got good armor, though. And then they end up tussling a little bit. Um, Cad tries to flamethrow Boba. Boba takes that as, okay, you're trying to kill me. Kills him with his gaffy stick, the, the weapon that he got from his family, which Cad Bane was so against him having, or at least against him going soft. Uh, having a family is not soft, Cad Bane. Cad Bane died, uh, not necessarily having a family of his own, so he seemed pretty alone. We didn't get to see Toto 360 in the finale, which was a shame. I would have loved to see live-action Toto. But yeah, he's dead. Got a gaffy stick to the chest. There's something weird. There's a weird shot where the camera pans over him and something's blinking on his chest. People are saying maybe that leaves the door open for him to be alive still. I think that's just some weird directing by... Uh, Robert Rodriguez, he's a goofball. We've, in his three Boba episodes, there are some weird choices that he made. Everyone's talking about the spin move that uh, one of those mod guys did. Uh, he, he's just a goofball. I don't think he meant anything by that, but I'm excited to eat my words if I if I need to. Like, if Cad Bane is back, I'm not going to be mad. He's, he's a fun character, like Buddy said early on. He's someone that you root for because he's just pure evil. You know, you want to have you got to have guys like that in, in the Star Wars galaxy. Not everyone needs to be uh, redeemed if you're like Darth Vader. Not that Darth Maul has been redeemed. He certainly hasn't. But, yeah, there's characters that have depth, and I'd like to get some depth with, with Cad Bane. And if he has a heroic past, like, great. Or if he has intentions for why he needs all this money, maybe he's bringing in all of this dough, all of this bread, as Buddy said, 
from all these bounty hunting jobs and he's sending them to his old grandma like wouldn't that be sweet and that's why he needs to keep working till he's 70 years old he's got to he's got to pay for grandma's health bills or something it, it could be a really uh, noble reason and he just talks big game about how everyone else is soft when he really he's the softest of them all this episode's gone on too long i'm just making up cad bane fan fiction at this point so let's uh, start to close it um, but yeah that's the story of cad bane that's the skinny on cad bane uh, who is particularly skinny, I might add. Like, he's very tall and lanky. I've always noticed that through the Clone Wars. Uh, he's very nimble. Uh, I am I was excited to see that transfer over to the Book of Boba Fett, too. Even though he's 70 years old, he's walking kind of slow, but he, he's in shape. He's He's been uh, getting his doses of the Star Wars skinny. So, that ends my episode of the Star Wars skinny. Um, where will we see Cad Bane again? It's a great question. I think Kenobi is a possibility. If he somehow survived all that in the book of Boba Fett, which I doubt he did, but we could maybe see him in Boba Fett Season 2 somewhere down the line. But I'd say our best bet is Kenobi, Bad Batch Season 2, maybe Andor. Anything that takes place in that 25-year span, that Empire era that we don't know much about, I think that's a good place that we'd be able to see Cad Bane. So you can find me on Twitter, at Star Wars Skinny. Uh, if you have any Cad Bane-related questions, theories please send them to me. I love to interact with the fans. I've got like 40, not my fan. I don't have any fans at this point. I mean, Star Wars fans in general. I have like 40 followers on Twitter, loving growing that community, meeting a lot of cool people on there. On my Twitter profile, my pinned tweet is a link if you want to leave me a voice message that I could play on the podcast. If you want to get, um, basically commission your own skinny for free, uh, I could respond to that and uh, make an episode out of it. Uh, you can also find me on TikTok at DroopyMcCool35. I have any funnies, I'll post them on there. I've got a good, if, if once I get the feature to be able to create a playlist on TikTok, which I think you have to hit like 10,000 followers, I'm only at 6,000. One day I'll be able to create like a Cad Bane playlist of all of my videos. I have got a lot of funny ones. Someone, I think it was David Collins of Lucasfilm, the sound guy that posted, what would Cad Bane be listening to in his ship? And uh, I made a lot of TikToks of, Cad Bane and Toto 360 singing some some classic Western songs. So those were fun. But yeah, that's, that's me. That's where you can find me. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.